about mid-30s, I had a very, very difficult periods. And I, you know, struggled with a lot of cramps and pain and, you know, it's all very heavy periods, sometimes 11 days long. And um, when I was diagnosed with fibroids, when I was about 33, 34, I tried as an experiment to, to change the way I eat because my doctor was saying to me that I have to do this major surgery. And I was dreading trying to do this surgery. I've done major surgeries in my life. I was dreading the whole process. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this thing as an experiment. And I changed my relationship with food. It's the best decision I've ever made. I, I, um, I'm no longer having painful periods. My periods are two days long now. Um, I don't have any pain or discomfort at all. And I started her flow because I wanted to shout it from the from the from the, the, the rooftops. I wanted women to know we don't have to be living in pain. Yes, pain yes. is a part of our life story from we are girls until we become older women. We are living with pain. And you hear people yes. say things like women, women are 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 bred to feel pain and I just find mm -hmm. those things insulting because what happens is you end up having to deal with pain so much that you think that it's supposed to be a part of being woman. And yes. so, you know, I really, really try hard in my work to educate women and girls that they do not have to live in pain, that your yes. body can be a place of peace and pleasure and, and, yes. and great joy. And, you know, it is my life's work to educate us, especially black women, educate us about the wonders of our bodies and what and what we can do with it and how it can help us to live full, meaningful lives. Yes, so, yes. Um, you know, I don't we don't have enough time for me to tell you what makes me tick. I yes, yes. But I'm just so you know I'm just so you know when we but we actually we start we went with the recording started just at towards the end so i apologize we missed the part where you are from jeff jeffrey town st mary jeffrey town st mary i grew up in jeffrey town st mary i don't know if gps has it or nothing it's a little tiny town and you know <laughs> in Jamaica, when they have pa in the address you know it's real country so it's jeffrey town yes. PA, st mary yes. so you know it's a post office postal agency but, you know, it's a real, real country town. And, yeah, I was just saying yes. that I grew up with my great-grandmother. And we had to get up in the morning and catch water before we go to school. We had to feed the chicken and tie out the boats and make sure the animals are taken care of. We go outside to play. We didn't have a bunch of screens to be watching. We yes. Had make, we had to get creative and make our toys. Um, the boys used to make trucks with juice boxes, make, take juice boxes and bottle stoppers. Yes, and make yes. Trucks. And yeah, we, man, used I to, that. we used to use rope and tie swings on the trees. And, uh -huh. you know, I, it was a very, very outdoor, you know, you bruise up your foot. I mean, <laughs> you go through a week. Right, and you know, indeed, yes. You're yes. not playing hard enough. Uh -huh. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very fun childhood. Um, and that, and, that and, and let me just that. and you said that you, you had a very fun childhood, but you talk about growing up um in a very small bucolic um area in Jamaica, Jeffrey Town. You talk about Jeffrey the gold and, um, and tell me. And I I, I said to what did you guys? Do, you said it was fun, but we talk about. I said earlier at the show before we before we started the recording that in Jamaica, Jamaica has about fourteen thousand people live in poverty. Fourteen thousand people live in poverty in Jamaica. And that's in 2018, and it has, it, is, it has 
it has grown. And since COVID, we said there are more people in abject poverty and so on and so forth. And tourism, Jamaica depends heavily on tourism. And about uh, 50,000 people were laid off. And um, and about and Jamaicans spend more than 50% of their income trying to, 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 to purchase food. And, but the question is, did you, ex- you, you talk about your experience. Did you feel as if you were poor? Well, I, I'm not quite sure, you know, when you say poverty, yeah. I, I think there's a specific number around the poverty. Um, I know they were saying $2.50 per day. Say it again? I know in the United, I, I think you and Gold was to, was to that at one time it was $2.50 per day, earning $2.50 per day. $2.50 US a day? Right, well, <laughs> yes. I didn't know what my, I don't know what my, my adults around me earned at the time. But what I will say to you is that we we always had food to eat. Everybody went to school. We always had our other other things that we needed to go to school. Yeah. We always um we had we had everything that we needed. We didn't have um we weren't taking trips overseas a lot. We weren't yes. doing that. But um if we were sick, we were able to go to the doctor. Yes. I'm not quite sure what ruler it is that you're using um to measure those. That number sounds really low to yes. me. That forty thousand sounds really low to me. Um, yeah, right. That was in 2018. No, 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 no. I know. The and the reason why yeah. I'm saying it sounds very low to me is because yes. I started her flow in 2016 and I was just doing research around period poverty. Yes. And my yes, numbers yes. around period poverty is higher than that. It is and higher. Period poverty yes. only affects women and girls. Right. So that number sounds really low. I think really we're talking about extreme poverty. Extreme poverty. Sorry. And that's why I'm asking what, what's yes. the ruler that we're using to measure yes. extreme poverty? Poor. Extreme poverty means what? Means that uh, the person is unable to eat um, one yes. meal a day or something like that. Uh, what? 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 Yeah, extreme poverty. Is people who are uh, persons who are experiencing who are experiencing um, who are experiencing hunger, so to speak. Um, persons who are below, who are even below what we understand is the poverty line. So it's a poverty line, but there's an abject poverty line. So there are people there saying in 2018, but now poverty has gone. Poverty is at 21 percent in Jamaica. Um, in about it's 21 percent now in about 2021. So it's it's more than that. That's in that's that's affected by poverty. But in terms of they said that people in that were living in abject poverty, and that figure might not be right. But um, that the figure that I but I know that poverty is a major and a sore issue but in terms of abject poverty we're talking about further social decays and people who are dropped even further below the poverty line all right well i'm, I'm yes. not gonna think too much about that because i'm i yes. don't have the particular um statistics with me just now and i like to speak on things that i know about but what right, i will, now, I, I will probably get as we continue i'll probably correct uh probably check the figures that i gave you because the, the figures may not be correct figures that i have provider but i but in terms of abject poverty we we okay. understand that that that's what it was but um in terms of your drive your 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 drive to start her flow foundation and your experience living um as a how did that connect because well, i know one um, thing you said the issue of pain and and so on and so forth but you said that you were you were alluding to something else what what are some of the other stuff that connected with no, your... like I said, I, I really am very interested in the education yes. um, around reproductive health. Uh, comprehensive sexual and reproductive health education must be in schools. That's not the case in Jamaica right now. 
because yes. a lot of the schools in Jamaica are founded by churches. And the more religious the school is, the least, the less they think sexual and reproductive health education is important because they believe that if we talk about sex to children, they'll just want to have more sex. And that, that whole premise don't make any sense, but it's, it's, it's what it is. But what, it, what, what we end up with is that we have girls who grow up to be women who do not understand their bodies and who end up suffering in silence when they have certain illnesses because they do not have the language or the understanding to speak to their medical professional to get the help that they need. And yes. that's why I talk about pain, because we, if we accept pain as normal, then we will ignore the, the, the purpose that it serves, which is to warn us that there is something in our bodies that we must take a look at, that we must examine, that we must figure out. And so yes. that's the reason why you're seeing so much con con conversation around reproductive health issues like fibroids and endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndromes and all of that. It's not that it is more popular now. It's just that we we have a generation of women who lived with the pain. They could have had endometriosis and they just didn't know because them just figured say, well, because they're a woman, feeling pain is normal, being a woman. Yeah. And they suffer through years and years of endometriosis, not knowing that it's something that can actually be treated and that their yeah. quality of life can be improved. So that is why the education is so important to me. So when yes. I started Workflow, I visited three high schools in the first year. And the yes. first school I went to was Holy Trinity High. And I mm -hmm. met a young lady who said to me, you know, I did a period workshop and, you know, I was talking to the students individually. And she right. said to me, I can use one pad for five days. And after I lift my jaw off the floor, Wait, I asked one... her how she did that. Yes. One pad for five days. Okay. She said, well, usually she don't have any money to buy pads. So mm -hmm. what she would do is she'll go to the guidance counselor and ask her for her, for her products and guidance counselor will give her one single pad. And she knows she has uh -huh. to make it last as long as she possibly can. So what she yeah. would do is she'll put tissue on top of the pad and she'll change the tissue. Oh, wow. So she'll try to avoid soiling the pad as much as she can. And even if it is soiled, she'll just put the tissue on top of it and just keep on changing the tissue. Okay. That is how I started paying attention when I go to the schools and ask them, you know, what's happening with the, with, what do we do when the girls don't have any menstrual products? And when I was examining even closer, I realized that through the past program, we have approximately 80 something thousand pubescent girls on the past program that only gives them food. The past program right. does not supply them with menstrual products. So I thought to myself, yes. If they don't have the money to buy lunch, then they don't have the money. They have their periods to buy menstrual products. When I started to discuss this with the guidance counselors and the school nurses, they confirmed my suspicion and said that what they do is sometimes they will have their own personal stash and they will give them out of their own personal stash, but it's never enough. So that is how the period poverty project side of her flow started. But her flow is not just about period poverty. Okay. Her flow's her mandate is yes. to empower Jamaicans about reproductive health through education and mentorship. Ending period poverty is a project. And I would like to end period poverty so I can get to the education of it all because that is still 
our most important issue that I think we must have. Thank you so much. Thank, and and that's very important. And by the way, it's the Bor the Borgian pro the, the the Borgian project actually um, did a research and um, I think they were saying that people in 2018 in extreme poverty but but I, as I said but I agree with you that the figures seem off our studies suggest something higher but but as of 2021 we know that poverty has quadrupled in many of our countries especially I think it's at 22 percent and climbing and um, GDP has has fallen I think down to nine percent or even lower than the the prediction was that, but it's probably even going to be lower. But, but those are some of the issues. But you are here. Not only are you looking at um, your ending period poverty by provide and how and and tell me a little bit and by, tell me a little bit of work in terms of period poverty. And then I want to talk talk to you about also the education piece because education is very important because we talked about human cap building human capital. Well, the education the the, the education part of it goes with supplying the products so we don't just supply products to schools and say okay well here you go take products we actually conduct workshops and we teach the kids how to use the product we include yeah. the boys in the conversation that's a massive massive um important part of it for me personally because i grew up in a house where men were not supposed to experience my period i remember that statement because that statement was said to me by my grandmother you must yeah. hide your period so well that the men in the house must never experience your period. Mm -hmm. And the experience your period part means if the unopened pack of pads is on the counter yes. in the bathroom, that is a no-no because they're not supposed to see any evidence of it. And my whole yeah. thing is, why do we have to hide our periods? The jig is up, right. the stick is out. If you're of a certain age, you have a period. That's yes. just what it is. So this idea true. of hiding it, and we're mm -hmm. still coming from the, the religious standpoint where periods are unclean and periods are to be kept private and, and all of those sort of cultural um, insights where periods are concerned are some of the things that we tackle with a lot of the education programs that we have at Herflow because we want to normalize conversations about periods. I'm telling fathers to go in the store and go and stand up in the aisle and read about different menstrual products. I'm telling single men to have menstrual products in them glove compartments in them car. Can you imagine what kind of big up you'll get from a woman that you're looking, that you're trying to date, <laughs> yes, you're in yes. your car one day and you're giving her yes. a ride someplace and her period starts and you already have the products in your car. Hello, Right, sir. right, yes. Uh -huh. You're being quiet up. Simple, simple, simple things. Like we have to yes. stop acting as if period is this dirty little secret that must be kept by the people experiencing it. And so the yes. education part of it is absolutely integral. Yes, what yes. we do as, as, as it relates to providing products is that we speak to the teachers and the guidance counselors, try to get our, our, our grip on how many students are affected by um, period poverty which yes. based on our research that we have done on the ground in the schools, about 44% of the girls are, are, are affected by period poverty. 24% of them don't go to school when they have their periods or they're just absent. The guidance council can actually look at the register and give us that information. And, some of, and, and about 20% of them, what they do is they find alternate ways to manage their periods. So they'll get some old shirt or some old towel and they'll make their yes. own native products. 
Some of them will use all newspaper. Some of them just try to steal the tissue out of the bathroom. Because what they do now is they, they, some of the schools don't even leave the tissue in the bathroom anymore because the girls will go in there and steal it. Because yes. that's what they do for their, for, their, for their menstruation. So that's why we have to make sure that menstrual products are available in all of the schools yes, for yes, free yes, yes, so that right. all mm -hmm. the students can benefit from it. So that is what, that has been the, 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 the biggest action that we've done. Um, since her flow's inception, we've donated just over 4 million menstrual products to public schools in Jamaica. So far, we're going to hit 5 million this year. And this year, we have gone into clinics for the first time. So we have menstrual products for free in 15 clinics right across the island, one in each parish here right now. And we did that because in COVID, the, the need increased in COVID. And we had a lot of women, grown women calling, asking for help. And so instead of me trying to ship products to them, which is what I used to do, I just said, go to the clinic in your parish. And I tell them what clinic to go to. And they can walk in, no questions asked, and get their free menstrual products. Oh, well, let me tell you, this is deep. I'm just so you know, I mean, by the way, I got a, one of your assistants sent me an email about um, the program uh, and I am going to, oh, I'm going to be promoting the program as well. I think this is very important. I've learned a lot so far, but I think you said three, I got an email about three million and I've been telling people it's three, but it's, you've it actually. Be, yeah, that, that, that number needs to be updated, but it's fair. Yes. It's, it's, it's passed, that was three million last year. It passed that number there last year. And you know, and you know, I like you know, you do anthropological work, which and which is ethnographic. And I tell people, people who work on the ground, people who do field work, they have a gist of what's going on. You know, you you say here, which is quite, and, and I'm going to repeat what you just said earlier. You said that there are 44 percent of the girls are affected by period poverty, and you and 24 percent don't uh, usually 24 percent do not go to a uh, 24 percent don't they go to school. They don't actually go to school. They don't go to school. And then you talk about the issue of religion. You talk about the issue of gender. You talk about the issue of stigma and how that plays a role. You and you talk about... And so, you know, you're, the, the work is an uphill task here. You're trying to help educate while at the same time also provide the mechanisms and the tools and the aid. But you're also fighting against a culture. You're, you're, you're talking about changing the way people think about, you know, in terms of men and religion, about girls and their, their cycles and so on. How, what, how is it that, how, what kind of challenge are you, guys, are you having? Or are, are you experiencing any pushback? And then uh, as you do this work, because you're well, also reorganizing, helping people to think differently about about certain practices and beliefs? Well, it's, it's, I'm seven years in now, so um, the people who have been pushing back stop pushing because they realize that it's not working. But yes. the initially, initially, I got a lot of pushback from religious groups mm -hmm. because they were completely against boys being a part of the classroom because they thought that um, by exposing boys to periods, you're feminizing them which just, I don't, I don't know, it, it never made any sense to me then and it still doesn't make any sense to me now. Because <laughs> boys live in houses with women. They are, yes. they are in classrooms with women. They experience women everywhere they go. They experience, they're, they're around period every day. So the yes. idea that this thing is hidden from them, it never made sense. 
And I yes. remember I had this entire conversation with a mother who was so upset that I gave her son a, a, a kit. Because when we go to the schools to do the menstrual workshop, we give them, um, give each other girls a period kit. And in the kit, it has all the products and stuff that they need. And yes. we don't automatically give the boys. We'll give it to the boys if they'll ask for it. Because sometimes they'll come and they say, Miss, can I get one for my mother or one for my sister or so? And if yes. they ask for it, we'll give it to them. This particular young man was so excited about the, the course. He went home and he asked his mother for her to lend him one of her panties so he can show her yes. how to put the pad on the panty. And she lost her mind, called the school, wanted to speak to the principal. She didn't send her son to school to that. Who give her yes. son panty? I come home with pad. And what yes. kind of nastiness is that? And she tell me some words. And after she don't cuss me off, because the principal called me and I said, Miss Lee, I really go ask you to talk to this parent because I don't know what else to tell her. And um, she cussed me off and she tell me how me trying to turn her son homosexual. <laughs> and she <laughs> tell me all the things. And after she don't cuss me off, because I sit down nice and calm when people cussing because I can't fight. After she don't cuss me off, I said to her, I said, who are you live with your son? She said, it's him alone me have. And, and, and I don't want to turn him into no... Don't, the Jamaican colloquial word. Yes. So I said to her, what if something happened to you one day and he needs the help? Doesn't it make sense that he knows what to do? In that moment, yes. she stopped. Ah. And then it clicked to her that I can actually benefit from this. Yes, yes, and yes. And prayer conversation changed. Right. Right. <laughs> and then we get to understand that so she has endometriosis and she asks me what mm. she can't do and all of this kind of thing. And I, I tell that story because yes. the, 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 the education is not just for the kids. Right. It is right. also for their parents because their parents are in this culture too. And in this culture, boys are not supposed to be exposed to period. Men are not supposed to be handling menstrual products. To the point where right now I have mm. male friends with daughters, and when them daughters start them period, they're calling me. And then when they go to buy the products, them friends, them bridging, I say, Boy, what that man? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yes. something there, and I'm not to them. Then, yes, oh, yes, yes. Oh, what you mean? <laughs> you must be dispensed. Okay, you yes, know, we're yes. still in that culture. So that is the reason why. You know, when I started, the pushback came from the parents. The pushback came from the adults, you know, who never had a problem? The children. Yes. I've never gone to a school and a boy said, Miss, I don't want to learn about this. Yes, yes, that's They good. have questions. They want to touch the products. They say, Miss, they hold yeah. it. Miss, I feel like pampas. Miss, are you walking on this, Miss? So, Miss, yes. can urinate on it? Miss, can pee pee and I? They have a million questions. So, yes. the parents who have, a, have the issue... They are the ones who want to keep them in the dark ages. They are the ones who are fighting them from trying to learn about the people who they are sharing the world with yes, every yes. day. Uh, so in terms of pushback, that's yes. where it comes from. And um, so and and I think and but but and here you are now, you said that not so much now. What what, what not so what, much now. And um, so what 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 how are how are people changing now? What are you seeing in terms of, and I know you said some you still have issues with and we're gonna talk about in terms of support, in terms of government support at the national level and um where you get your support. But and as I, as I get into that, how how what are some of the changes and 
and um, how is and what did you have to do uh, or to to bring about well, that kind of change? Well, I, I will I will I will take full responsibility for a lot of the change that has happened because I forced yes. people to have conversations. One right. of the things that I did, I targeted men with daughters. They oh. were nice, low hanging fruit because they can avoid this conversation if their spouse. But what yes. ends up happening is that you find a lot of fathers are having more active roles in their daughter's lives. And yes. because they're having more active roles in their daughter's life, they're actually spending time with them. And if they're spending time with them, they might be with her on that day when our period starts. And yes. it's just him and her. No, they have to face it. Yes, yes. So when I say I'm having a period workshop, they say, okay, me, miss, me, miss, I need to learn about this thing because, you know, oh gosh. Plus, I wrote a book about um, menstruation. It's our introduction to menstruation for little black girls. It's called It's My Body, period. And that book, a lot of fathers bought that book and they read it themselves and they gave it to their daughters. And so it, it, I really made an effort to engage men. I, may, I, had, I, had a, um, I have I've had many events and we include men on the panel. And we have, I have um, period parties with only fathers. And we invite fathers to come and talk about periods. When we have orientation in high school and fathers are there, we get them up, we get them involved. And that really, really helped to break down the stigma because when the women see that the men are open, then that gives them the license to feel more comfortable talking to them about it as well. Because yes. one of the things that we say to even you have, you have women who are married to men, and these women have horrible, painful periods all this time, and their husband never know because yes. they always like, keep it to themselves because they don't want to be a mother to him. And I'm like, yes. really, me? And if that man have a little headache, you have to stop where you are looking up to go nurse him. Yes. And yes. you don't, he has no problem sharing his pain with you, and you yes. are keeping your pain to yourself. That doesn't make any sense. So yes. we're opening up the conversation. And another thing that helped, helped to get people, more people talking about period is that they see what is going on internationally around period property. Countries yes. like Scotland and New Zealand, they have made menstrual products free for all of their citizens. And it is in the news and they see what is happening it's on social media and they see what is happening and they hear the words period poverty and people are getting in the hip to it now and getting in the know. So a lot more people are joining the conversation. So it's not so taboo anymore. Right. And you know what? And I, I, I'm going to touch on two things. This is very important. And why, is, and, and you talk about Scotland and New Zealand, why is period poverty or dealing with the issue of period poverty? I know you made reference to it, but why is it important, an important issue to tackle in terms of dealing with the whole issue of poverty? For, uh, why is that so important in terms of dealing with the whole issue of poverty? Well, first of all, the people who are affected by poverty most is women. Women and girls are mostly affected, are more, yes. more, there's a higher number of women and girls affected by poverty than boys and men. The next thing is... Oh, oh, thank you. I'm sorry. This is interesting. This is, this is, this is, this thing is sweet. No, what you just said was, I it just, uh, no, you just, you said, we talk about it. When you look at, you know, I look, I study poverty and it never occurred to me. You talk about period poverty, but you also look at talk about poverty by gender, yeah. and looking at the number of poverty at against an income and income inequality between yeah. women and men. 
and you look at the educational level and then you go you go deeper that's where you yes. go deep and see how issues of menstruation or the period and can affect education and drop out mm -hmm. and how that ultimately impact the wider society in terms of yeah. gender figures and wow this is this this is this is great and you and i broke you just i apologize but you're going to say something else <laughs> right so i was just saying that more women are affected by poverty yes well, let's start yeah. there Indeed. the next thing is that period poverty is not a personal thing that a woman who can't deal with her business needs to sort out because it's an indication that she's disorganized right what period poverty represents is a woman's inability to take care of her family. When mm. a woman packed down, the family packed down, which means the community packed down. Let us be clear. When you empower a woman, you empower a community. So if that woman cannot go to work because she has her period, she can't leave the house because she don't have any menstrual product, she cannot get to go to work. If she's at work and her period starts, her productivity falls. Because yes, she yes. cannot manage her period because she yes. does not have the products to manage her period. Which is one of the reasons why we're starting a campaign to get corporate Jamaica to provide menstrual products in their bathroom so all of their staff members can have the tools that they need to do their work at work. Right? Ah, so now you're taking it beyond school. You're now yes. want to go into the... And, oh, yes. and just because you're, you're dealing with... A, this is a very core issue because when, business, when, you, when we talk to businesses, businesses are always thinking about generating revenues and productivity and I, and and i and as a, someone who worked in, in corporate america what is important productivity and you're saying that the issue of this period poverty also can affect productivity Correct. so it is so your work here is very important not only at the education or the school level but also no. at the professional level yes because now her Good. productivity is affected is yes. she producing what is she doing in terms of her work? What's the quality of her work when she's sitting at that desk and yes. her and she's bleeding through her skirt onto your 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 nice couch that you have to pay yes. somebody to pay? Yes. So now that's another expense because she does not have access to the basic basic need, which is menstrual yes. product. Now, when you look at um overall productivity and you look at the fact that something as simple as menstrual products can mm. derail we can take we can have all of the goals that we want to have in the world so we want to have yes. a place where gender equality is, is there and climate yes. change is dealt with and yes. we want to ensure that you know opportunities in technology are there for young people and uh -huh. all of these beautiful things love them so nicely <laughs> yes. If you have women in the society who can't even leave their yard, all of those plans, all of those goals will not be reached. Yes, yes, that and is some true. of the things that these women do to, mm -hmm. to manage their period put them in a situation where they harm themselves. And so now the health system has to take care of the infections that they have, which is another expense. So if you look at it, the cheapest solution is to yes. provide the products so that they can get to function with dignity in this society. New Zealand isn't, isn't, isn't more generous than everybody in the world. They, they did the maths. They yes. saw that if they were to provide this basic need, they can mm -hmm. make sure that their productivity increases, the overall um, um, quality of life of their citizens increases, 
where they empower a woman, they empower a community. So they empower the whole of the woman them and just watch New Zealand fly. Oh, and you know, and of course, you're also investing in in the human capital or you're, you're facilitating yes, the you human are. capital. And that is the, the, the United Nations 2030 goal as well. But you know what, what is Jamaica, I mean, in terms of the, the national policy on, on, on this, on this um, uh, mentoring and teaching and educating people in ter- about women's health and in this particular area and about ending period poverty, wh- what has been the national policy in Jamaica and what has been the support and and since you started, what what changes have you seen in 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 Jamaica on the ground in terms of the policy and the attitude? There is no national policy when it comes to women in Jamaica. Mm. I've, yes. I've I've been very critical publicly of, of yes. the government the fact that in all of the great plans that we are making, all yes. of the goals that we have set for ourselves, we have not included women, and we do not have anything on the on the books to deal with issues that affect women. Now, female reproductive health issues affect over 80% of Jamaican women. That is not me talking, that is the doctors who treat women. The, the yes. gynecologists talking. And over 80% of Jamaican women are affected by reproductive health issues. Yes. I've had conversations with gyne- gynecologists and they're saying to me that they are doing three to five hysterectomies a week on mm. Jamaican women. No, hysterectomies is not a, a vitamin pill. When right. the doctor says you have to do a hysterectomy, it means that you have reached a, a, a state where that is their, your best outcome, that will give you your best outcome. What yes. is causing so many of us to need hysterectomies right now? There's no study around anything that affects reproductive health in Jamaica. So, so, so if we talk about policy, we have not even looked at what is causing so many women to be having all of these issues? Now we're talking, in terms of health, we're talking about non-communicable diseases, which I think is a very important conversation. But yeah. one of the problems that we don't talk about when we talk about non-communicable diseases is how does reproductive health issues fit into that? If you look at a lot of the women who have non-communicable diseases, women who have heart disease and hypertension and all that, you know, they also have a reproductive health issue. You know what doesn't get any benefit? The reproductive health issue. We started the National Health Fund, for example. The National yes. Health Fund was created to provide relief for people, low-income people, to have access to treatment at a reduced cost, so that yes. they can get to, 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 you know, be better and live more better quality lives. Yes. What are some of the diseases that, if you have, you can benefit if you if you go to National Health Fund? All of the non-communicable diseases: hypertension, the heart disease, diabetes. Yes. All important, all great. Not one of the female reproductive <laughs> health issues on the National Health Fund. Not one. Yes. Not fibroids, not endometriosis, not polycystic ovarian syndrome, not heavy period. Something yes. that half the population of Jamaica experiences. 80% of that number experiences it. Not one is included on it. Yes. All of the things that I talk about, you know, the people who die most from heart disease, Men. Diabetes, yes. men. Hypertension, men. That is true. Yes, that's the what the data that that's, why, that's why my answer is, there is no policy uh, that benefits women. Wow, wow. That is my answer to that question. Yes, right? yes. Now, to treat all of these diseases, 
endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and that is very, very expensive. Yes, so it is. If, it, if, it, if it's even just to get the discount that you can get when you have the, um, the National Health Fund card, it will benefit hundreds and thousands of Jamaicans. Yes, it yes, does not yes. Exist. Ah, okay. Wow. Right? And so I have started this advocacy since 2016, and I cannot get a female politician to talk about it. Yes, yes. And why do you think, and is it because Jamaica, the kind of culture, a masculine, male-dominated society? That's why I society. think so much about the culture. The culture yes. is still very, very pervasive and very, very important in this conversation because people yes. still think that it is taboo. People still think that periods are to be kept privately in underwears and not in, in regular open spaces. And that's the reason why I, I, I do the campaigns that I do talk about period, talking about period shame. I'm trying to get periods in the face of people. I remember I was having yeah. a, a, a period flash mob in half a tree, and this man said to me, Sir, um, everywhere in see me, I talk about period and tired of me and period now. I said, Sir, look around you. I said, You're in the presence of period right now. <laughs> and half of the women here are bleeding. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I yes. Think I think I spoiled. Mm -hmm. I think I traumatized the man. Because at yes. one point, you know, even as I said, like several minutes later, I see him like my phone, like him a check phone. And I try to yes. figure out who's on them period and who's not on them period. Yes. Right. And um and so the and you know, and it's still always not only is it a taboo to talk about these things in open and but there's also a level of I I I'm trying to find the word, a secrecy, so to speak. Yes. It's a dirty little secret that you must keep. It is not yes. okay. It is you know, like nobody wants to hear about the period. I give you the perfect example. Yes. I remember I met this gentleman. He was telling me about, he was asking me if I don't know, he's trying to ask me if I know somebody who needs a job because he's trying, he has two openings at him in workplace. He's an entrepreneur and he have two openings or whatever. And he started to tell me about this staff member that he had. And he said, it's the best work I've ever had She's very reliable. She's not teeth. She's early. You can depend yes. on her. You can call her anytime. And he says really good thing about this woman. So I said, so why you let her go? Then how come you not have her? She said, every month she had a period problem then. I said, what do you mean? Mm. Ah. Said, every month is like she wants to work from home because she said her period like her hard time. And you can't bother with that. I said, so hold up. You just described to me what you said is the best worker you ever had. And the yes. reason why she don't work with you anymore is because of our period? Yes, yes. Wow, wow. That is so, we're talking about issues of... Let us Yes. You know, it, but people discriminating on all, not just racial, and but uh, but on the issue of being a... But not just being a woman, but because of that particular issue. So this no, so your work no, is that, you know, very vital. He described her as the best worker he has ever had. So I yes. said to him, what if she had asthma? No, I'm going to understand that because his son had asthma. I said, oh, so your issue is you cannot empathize with her because all things uh, being equal. But yes. the issue that she had was she have, you know, because some people with asthma issues, because I have a friend where if you, if she, if, if she is in our office and somebody walking yes. with a strong enough perfume, it affects her yes. asthma. 
what if it was asthma issues instead of period issues? Yes. Then he wouldn't have had a problem because him son have asthma to them understand. Oh, so therefore they can't empathize because, uh, bec- or they, you know, because that's not something that they have to deal with. Ah, but this is this is quite revealing. This is quite interesting. It's quite powerful. So, the, and by the way, you said that you wrote a book, and I just want to let everybody know that um, you wrote a book, and it's and what's the name of the book, and where and is it available? I've, wrote, I've written I've written two books. So actually, I've written quite a few books. I've published two so far. It's my body period. It's an introduction to menstruation for little black girls. And that book, uh, it's all on my website. If you go on my website, you'll be able to see it. Embracemenstrual.com. Um, and my first book is I Changed My Diet and Changed My Life. In that book, I spoke about my whole journey to health from, from when I was sick and in pain to me now. And you said you changed your diet and changed I your changed health. I changed my relationship with food completely, yes. So, the, so the, the title of the book is I Changed My Diet and Changed My Life. Tell me one thing. Okay, what about what about your what what did you what about your life that you changed? What about how did dieting change your life? What what did that do that you did? Dieting did not change my life. I changed my relationship with food. Dieting is a temporary situation. I don't I, I, I don't see food the same way I used to see food yes, anymore. Yes, yes. I'm not I'm not driven by what tastes good anymore. I'm driven by what's good for me. So if uh, I don't see any nutrition in it, I'm not eating it. Certain things I just cut out of my diet completely. I do not, I'm not, I'm a very anti-processed food. I don't like processed food at all. Yes. And then, um, um, no dairy, nothing. If it comes from a cow, I'm not interested. <laughs> Milk is for baby cows. Yes. And I'm no dairy at all. I don't eat meat either. I, um, I don't eat rice, flour, sugar, processed food, dairy, or meat. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. <laughs> What, what, what? That's everything. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. I didn't say sweet potato or yam or All plant right. or green mm-hmm. banana or calamine mm. or pumpkin yes. or carrot or broccoli, and I can go on. Okay. You know, I don't eat a lot, but you're, 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 you even post about I don't eat red meat. I'm 42 years old. I don't. I'm gonna be 43 this month. I don't eat red meat, but you're even. But that is good. So. Because people want to also learn from you and learn from some of the things that you're doing. And so, you, so you're saying that... Oh, in my book, I even put recipes in there. There are, there are recipes in the back of the book. <laughs> and we are going to... And definitely, we're going to have all of that. We're going, to, we're going to be broadcasting. But one of the things is, so your life changed because you changed your relationship with food. And I love the way your use of language and the use of words is quite powerful. And so, so that relationship that you changed, how... What about your life? What did it do for your life that made okay. it different? Oh, I can tell you. Um, I used to have back pain. I was at the chiropractor once, um, once a week, about five times for the month. I yes. couldn't go more, more often than that because it got very expensive. Yes. And um, I was in pain all the time. I had migraine headaches. I had sinus issues. I had asthma. Um, mm-hmm. I had uh, eczema. I had a lot of acne. Like my skin was doing some crazy stuff. Um, I was tired all the time. I didn't have a lot of energy. And mm. I'm a very bubbly person. This is this yes. is my default setting most of the yes. time. So I had to make more of an effort. I was yeah. very anemic. I struggled with anemia. I actually blocked out a few times because my blood count got so low. And 
And there are a lot of people that have anemia issues, by the way. Yes, and and by the way, black women have anemia issues. We need to get some iron on our plates. Iron deficiency is a thing. So since I changed my relationship with food, I no longer use my asthma pump. The last time I used my asthma pump was 2016. I don't even get the prescription anymore. The doctor used to give me a a six-month prescription, so I'll just go and uh, and refill it every month. I have not done that since 2016. I stopped taking painkillers. I don't have painful periods anymore. My periods went from 11 day, very heavy, very painful to completely pain-free. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. I yes. don't have painful periods anymore. My wow. periods are two days long. It starts on a Friday. By Sunday, it's done. I do not have heavy clotting periods anymore. I do not have asthma issues anymore. My sinuses cleared up. My skin started to do some nice things. My my migraines went away. I I have so much more energy. I've never felt this good. I'm no longer anemic. Um, I'm in the best health of my life. Oh, and I lost almost a hundred pounds. Wow! And by the way, you're looking. I saw the picture. I, I right now you're looking great. And I saw the image, the picture uh, when you received the um, the Governor General's Award, and you you look really good. And you have come so far. And, you know, you have so much to offer. By the way, just so you know, I learned recently by looking at our looking at our um, metrics and our analytics that um, a lot of men listen to this show. And uh, you're, here we are talking about issues. And, and, and I almost made the mistake of saying issues that women have to do. But it's, it's not just a woman issue, but it's an issue of, for women and men. Yes? All right. <laughs> All right. And that's Definitely. why I, that is why I say we have to include men in the conversation. This yes. is not a personal problem anymore. This problem affects all of us. We have to include men in the conversation. And gentlemen, get involved. Ask questions. Yes. Go to the gynecologist with her. See what she has to go through. Her body yes. is not just for you to enjoy. It's a lot of things she has to do to maintain it. Participate yes. sometimes. All she needs from you is a foot rub or a shoulder yes. rub. Or whatever kind of rub she like, rub. Don't bother with the thing here where you sit on the sidelines and she won over there suffering by herself. Because you know, if it's a can, you have for your little toe. She has to then have to put on the can pad and the little yes, toe. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. This is, guys, this is really good. And by the way, I hope you come back on the show. I mean, because we're going to have you when talking about different issues, because this is, you have said a lot, which, and by the way, we're going to be writing the transcript of this interview. Probably when I'm done, it's going to be probably three, five, ten pages. But this is this is profound, and we actually only have four minutes left. And I want to talk to you about how um, how did you how you no know, how is it that you got this um, how is it that you were landed or the this, the governor general uh, uh, um, award and what happened what, around all of that. All right. Well, um, my work is pretty public. I mean, I, I made a decision when I just started to be very, very transparent with the work that we do. So if you were to yeah. Google Herflow Foundation or you Google um, period poverty in Jamaica, you will see that my work is very well documented. And that was by yes. design. And um, people nominated me. They, the governor general has this award each year. And they ask people to nominate persons that are doing amazing work in their community. People who are really, really bright. So there are a lot of persons who, who, you know, like, seriously, I heard this one guy get mostly 20 subjects and he's going to Harvard and he have got 10 degrees. Brilliant Jamaicans doing amazing work. Yes. So, you know, it's a very, very great group. 
um, they said they got over 500 nominations and they chose 40 people. And I was just so, so, so honored to be a part of those 40 people because we do really have some Jamaicans on the ground trying to make a difference. Yes. And I'm yes. so happy to be a part of that group because my work, like I said to you earlier, is really not about me. It's about the people that I serve. And I really try my best to make sure that we give them the best that we can give them. And we try to put them in a position so that they can function in dignity. And yes. that's what it's about for me. And um and I want and what about the church? And I, I cannot end by because the church the Judeo-Christian church culture is very involved in important to make. Has the church given you any support? Church called me for support all the time. They don't give me none. <laughs> called me for support. This one yes. lady cuts me off because she wants to give products to our to our to our um our congregation. But you know what? Yes. Let me let me let, let me back up a little bit. I yes. do have friends who are Christians. And they individually do their own thing. But as it relates yes. to an actual church body, a church. That's supporting no. and okay. No, not like, and, not, not at all. And I, I really just, I know you probably have a lot of persons in the diaspora who listen to your show. I want to tell them big up because we get a lot of support from the Jamaican yes. people yes. who don't in Jamaica. Right now, I'm talking to this young lady named Nikki. Nikki and our family members and our friends got together and they're packing two barrels of pad to send to Jamaica. They're, and okay. that is all they support. People send barrel, people send suitcase, people send bag. I meet people at the airport with the bag in them hand. It look like they just top of the Walmart and pick up yes. some pads and they carry the actual bag, come give me. So yes. a, lot of, the, a yes. lot of the work we've been able to do is through the support of people who are Jamaicans, who are living abroad, who just wants to help. And I would like to say thank you to all of them. Some of them send one little $20, $50 through the, yes, through the PayPal. Every mickle, mickle, muckle, it all helps because these products have to be stored and transported. It's a lot of moving parts. So all the support we can get really helps. And then do you, and do you have like a staff of people that work with and in terms of, okay, you, wow. But you are able to serve almost 5 million people and you know, and just so you know, if persons want to support, provide, send you any financially or any other way, what 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 what's some of the information? Because we well, want we want it we want to ensure that it, we support you. Go to the website embraceherflow.com. You can make a donation there. Um, the PayPal account number information is there. Just click and it sends you directly. You can make a donation there. If you want to send some products to me, we can talk about that as well. All the information okay. is there. And like I said, every little bit counts. So whatever it is that you want to do, we can work with you. A, a young lady got in touch with me, said she's turning 35 and she wants to do something for her birthday. She wants to put together some packages for some girls. And we, yes. we try to work. I try to work as much as I can with anybody who wants to help. Because like I said, this is, this is not a me thing. This is a we thing. And the quicker we can solve this problem, the quicker I can get to the real business of the education. Because that is where I think the real work needs to be done. Wow, 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 wow. What are your fears as you look what to the future? Fears? What are your fears as you look to the future? And yes. Oh. In fact, before you say that, do you what are what 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 are your plans for her flow in terms of for the next five, ten years? What you hope oh, well, to, first what you of hope all, to? um in the next before twenty twenty two ends, I'm ending period poverty in schools. I've worked out the math I know what it's going to take. So before the end of 2020, I'm going to make sure that every single girl, every single public school in Jamaica has access to their menstrual products. 
that is something that I'm actively working on. If you want to participate in that, visit the website. Um, yes. In terms of the Herflow's plans over the next five years, I want to get products, more products into clinics. I want to get, um, we have uh, 300 clinics in the country. I like to get free products in as many of them as possible so that the products will be available to the women and girls in Jamaica who need it. I would like to get to a point where we, we work and we can start the education drive in a more consistent basis. I do four school tours a year and we, through that four two school tour, we hit about 106 schools through four school tours. I would like that to become more so that we can, we can, we can get to have a consistent education program that goes into the schools um, on a more consistent basis. In, in the next five years, I would like to see comprehensive sexual and reproductive health education as a part of the mandatory curriculum in schools, right up there with maths, English, and science, because yes. it is definitely necessary for us to understand ourselves and our bodies so that we can function in dignity. And we cannot yes. do it unless we tell the children the whole truth. Oh, wow. Wow. So you have a plan for the future. And um, this is really good. And to the next question, you know, I had another question to ask, but I think it slipped me. But what are your, what are your fears as you look to the future? Because you have these what plans. And by yeah. the way, yes, before you answer, yes, I remember as you talk about education and so on, so as to develop consistency. In other words, you are fighting, you, you, want, you want us as a, you want Jamaicans as a people to move, to become more consistent, to be more systematic about this, about this business, and not reacting. I don't know, systematic is the word I'll use. I just want us to understand what it is. Because right now, a lot of persons are functioning of, you know, what somebody tells them or their own assumptions of, and a lot of it is just misunderstandings and misinformation. I've actually seen situations where I see a father give um, him him daughter one product a day, and say, see, one one a day must last. And sir, she can't use one product a day. (laughs) Yes, not, yes. And, and I, when I sit him down and I, and, I, and I explain to him why she needs to change at least every four hours because of bacteria yes. and all of those kind of things, he go, oh, when he never understand that, he just that try to make it last. But after yes. I speak to him, he adjusted. And that is right. why the education is so important because everybody's operating under assumption. So right, if they right, have the right. right information, then they yes. can make informed decisions. Yes, that is true. That is true. And um, and, and the reason why I said that, I know recently I saw that um, Prime Minister Andrew Holness was talking about people, was urging people, you need to start putting things in to get ready for the hurricane season. And I, I, I remember saying that, it's, you know, it has to be something that we can't be reactive about it. It's something that is it's built into the system in such a way, you know, it's, it's in a, a cog's wheel kind of a way, built into the system. But and you're trying to, and the way you're trying to do, do things like this, in terms of being, you don't want to be reactive. You want to deal with the psyche. You want to develop yeah. understanding by doing, the, by engaging people and so on. So this is, Shelly and Miss Shelly and Weeks, I am impressed. I am, I, I can't wait to read your work some more. I can't wait to access and to purchase your books. And um, I have an independent, I have a company, a big corporation that part of it that we do is, we also do we 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 are published we are a publisher as well so we and um and we promote other people's work and we do research but i want to delve into that and you know 
the last question is, what are your fears as you think about the future and all these other things? That, what are your fears and your concerns? You ask me what my fear about four times now, and I'm trying to come up with something. I don't <laughs> want to say that I'm fearless. It's just that I'm not driven by fear at yeah. all. Fear has never been an obstacle for me because the way I see fear is nothing changes if somebody says no. So I don't yeah. fear rejection at all. So if you tell me no, okay, I know what happens with no. I am exactly where I am at right now if you say no. If you say no, nothing is going to be different. But yes, yes, yes is when some stuff starts to move around. So I'm not, I, I'm, I don't function from a space of fear. I know that I, when I started this work, I got rejected by a whole heap of people who right now are calling my phone. So you just wasn't ready five years ago. You're ready now. Okay, let's talk. So I don't, I don't function from a space of fear. I know yeah. that there are a lot of things outside of my control and I'm okay with that. I just yeah. try to work within the things that I can control and try to see how I can effect change step by step. I don't expect to do this thing in one false swoop. That's never been the case. I value the long game. I know that I have to take it on one step at a time and I'm prepared to do that. So that's, that's, that's where I function. That's the space I function in. And because I function in that space, I don't really, fear is not a big part of that space for me at all because I know what's possible. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I'm in control of. And for the stuff that I'm not in control of, I just work with it as much as I can. And if it's no, then we move on until we get a yes. We don't, we're not afraid of no. Wow. wow. And um, what it is, where does that come from? That that vim, vigor, vitality, that dynamism, that, that fearlessness, where does that come from? <laughs> well, I tell you in the beginning that the most influential person in the world is my great-grandmother. And I distinctly remember something she said to me when I came home from school. I was a little, little toddler girl coming from school because I went to school and they were teasing me that my forehead big. And yes. I went home crying to her that she got, I don't want to go back to school because they're teasing me so my forehead big. And she lifted me up by my shoulders and bring me up eye level to her. And she shake me and she said, never allow what other people say about you to affect the way you feel about yourself. Yes. And I never forgot that. And mm. so I am not, I am not motivated by people's opinion of me or what it is that I'm doing. I know that what I do make a difference because I see who it affects. When I go to the school, that the little girl who tells me that she used one pad for five days and she yes. got the pad that she needed and made sure that she was supplied every month. And when her teachers are reporting back to me that her grades are improving and she has so much more confidence now and she's doing so much better now and she speaks mm. up in class. And the fact yes. that she's in university right now, that's all I need because yes. I know that I was a part of her oh. journey mm. and I helped her to get where she is right now. So for me, it's not about... I mean, I'm very honored, you know, to get the award, the Governor General's Award. But yes. when I when I get a report from a teacher that tells me that somebody who had behavioral problems in mm. class is not having that issue anymore because yes. they are have, they have their products and they feel a lot more confident and they can function yes. in dignity. Yes, and that's all I need. And I, I, when the teacher tells me that the boys are more respectful of the girls when they have their yeah. periods you now. And they are more supportive of them because they, they sat in the class and they learned about period. It's because yes. I get to see that what I do is making a difference. 
and that's 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 where the magic is for me oh wow well that's powerful you know i'm going to end it there and by the way you have moved me just so you know you have moved me i've been going through a lot as i try to run this organization and i take on a lot of very powerful people it has not been easy but I was moved by you and I feel chills as you talk. Trust me. And other people in the world will. You, you have inspired me. And, um, and I continue to, um, I, I will encourage you and you encourage me. And, um, and we hope that we'll, you know, you will continue, but probably 10, 20, 30 years down the line, we will continue to see, hear you and say, hey, we, we, you know, we, we come and we talk and we bust up some um, run down and thing. <laughs> I don't want to be talking about periods ten years, uh, period poverty ten years from now, but I understand. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, the neoliberal corporation is about serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges, or and by exposing and bringing issues to what's going on in the world, or to bring light and to show, let people know how they can can support other people's programs and yeah. so on. So, thank you so much. Again, remind us how we can get in touch with you. You can definitely check out my website, embraceherflow.com. If you want to find me on social media, online, just search her, search herflow, H-E-R-F-L-O-W is one word. And listen, I tell everybody that ending period poverty is, is, is something that we can all contribute to. It's a, it's a team yeah. effort. So you don't even have to donate to Herflow, but just help somebody who you know need help. So if somebody yeah. in the community, somebody in your church, somebody in your classroom, somebody at your office, whatever you can do in your space to help somebody live in dignity, please go ahead and just be kind. Just because you can. Don't, don't, don't worry about if they're grateful or not. You'll never get the level of gratitude that you want anyway. So don't do it for the gratitude. Just be kind because you can. Thank you so much. That was the executive director of the Herflow Foundation a very powerful foundation that's run by a very dynamic and an amazing, fearless woman that is just doing her thing and impacting people's lives. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I, and you I wish you Yeah, man. And um, this show will be available um, on audio podcast in a, probably, it's going to, a couple of days because we're going to have to write the story as well and, published it in our new in our journals and so on and so forth and it will be available also on audio live video but after we've edited and so on and so forth but thank you so much and we will talk we have i have your number so i i guess we can talk and so on you can call me anytime i hope i can text you anytime and you know share drop wisdom and uh, you know and so but you have been great and we hope to have you to speak at some of this uh, in the future because you oh, that, have that can be arranged. Yes, you you are mm-hmm. powerful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. And guys, yeah, thank you so much. Invest in her and support this dynamic work that is investing in people. Take care. And and you'll and you get a chance to hear this before everybody else, anyways. All right. Awesome. 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 Yeah, man. Awesome. You were great. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks so much. Take care. Yeah, man. Bye-bye.